So welcome back to Behind the Pixel. This is the Open Pixel podcast where we try to bridge the knowledge gap between those who buy creative content and those who make it. My name is Will. My name is Catherine. This episode looks a lot different. That's because we're on the road. Um, so if you watch our podcast on YouTube or on our clip, any, any one of our clips on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram or where are we? Do we, are we? Those are the, those are the places. Well, we post yeah. on Facebook as well. Yeah. So if the you're books. watching any one of these, it's because we're on the road. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. We won't be here for long. So by the time you watch this and see this, we might not be there anymore. But most likely not. Yeah. We're having a lovely time. We are working still from home. Um, <laughs> And uh, trying to figure out how to do this podcast on the road. Okay, so let's get to the hack. So yes. first, so this hack is titled "Ways to Avoid Too Many Cooks." And so, too many cooks, too many cooks. Yeah, too many cooks. For those who know, mm-hmm. you'll know. It's amazing. Okay, okay. <laughs> look that up online. So first, maybe let's define what it means to have too many cooks in an animation production. Mm-hmm. So when you have too many cooks, typically you have many people involved in the production process on both sides. We've talked about this before, having multiple layers of clients, and they all need to contribute and collaborate together to get a production done on time. But too many cooks in a production kitchen actually hinder the efficiency of getting the project out the door. We see this challenge most heavily when we're reviewing feedback. Yeah. And sometimes we discover notes or feedback that are self-conflicting. And this can happen at any stage of production. But it basically means that the feedback comes in from the same organization or client, but Mm -hmm. typically from two or more distinct individuals who represent that organization. And that Feedback is is basically conflicting in creative directions. Yeah, I, I think it'd be helpful to maybe have some examples of what that looks like. Yeah, so here's a very simple example would be Bob from Company X. Oh, Bob. Wants his bouncing ball to be green, but okay. Sally, his colleague, wants the ball to be red. That's mm. pretty simple. Those are pretty clear notes, but yeah. they're in conflict. One One is red, one is green. Um, A more complex and probably a more realistic example would be Bob from Company X feels like the scene fell flat overall and we missed the idea we were originally trying to get across with the ball. However, Sally feels like the scene does justice to the ball and fits well within the larger context of the story. So, yeah, (laughs) how do you deal with this? This feedback is also super in conflict, but it's a much harder problem to solve, which makes sense because art is subjective. So, it is. So, now the creatives become unsure of which note to act on and how, which can lead to further complications and time delays and conflicts if things like this continue to arise. That's very true. I mean, it can be frustrating and it's a question of like, I, I feel like as a creative, I sometimes am like, okay, I'm not really sure. I don't want to tell one person that they're right or wrong because it is a subjective statement. So there's there's got to be a better way for for us to also be able to give them a sense of how to string that conversation together. Yeah. So let's talk about how to avoid this altogether before you even start a production. <laughs> that um, feels like so, a good plan. Number one, avoid commenting for just the sake of commenting. This is a big oh. one. It's probably top of my list. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen that happen 
over so many productions, over so many years. It's not to say that it's anything wrong. Like so many of us can feel like we need to say something to feel like we're providing some kind of value, right? Yes, that's true. But putting in a comment just because you were asked to review something actually can do more harm than good. It can, it can change the scope, the schedule, or completion date of the project, especially when you already know it will conflict with someone else's notes, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a sneaky way to like, and honestly, a pretty shitty way to to prolong a project, make it go right. further Which, in time. I, I would also note there that, you know, that's probably not your intention. It's just kind of the result of what happens as a result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And remember that just because your expertise and your role might not be required at this stage, that doesn't mean that your role doesn't have any value, obviously, right? You have value in other ways. But it should actually speak to your value that you don't have extra notes to contribute because you help lead the direction to a place where the deliverable was nailed down in the first round, which is a beautiful thing. You love to see when that happens. It's it's a great day. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I think don't take it as a feeling of I didn't have anything to contribute and therefore I'm, you know, somebody's going to fire me. That is not the case. You're actually doing your job in more ways than you could ever imagine. Which brings us to number two. So uh, we suggest assigning one person to consolidate notes and basically become like a feedback supervisor. That's not a real term, but this is sort of similar to something called a script supervisor on a larger production. So We've also seen a project manager be the one to take on this role. Mm -hmm. So depending on your organization and and your structure, that might lend itself. Yeah, it's like a quality assurance person, right? Yeah. So this can either be on the production, the creative side, or the marketing side, your client side. Either entity can assign someone just to make sure everyone knows who to send the notes to. This is one person going to consolidate So this person usually would flag any notes that are in self-conflict, right, with each other. They'd catch any discrepancies before they send notes to the production team or creative agency. And then they can resolve those conflicting feedback notes before giving it to the animation team, which will save you so much time in production. (laughs) That is true. It's all about those savings. Right. So number three, this is a hack. Have to go relatively quickly here. Try to contain your notes in one system of delivery. That's actually kind of hard these days because there are so many ways to give you feedback and so many ways to communicate. It's actually pretty hard. And, you know, forcing one system or feedback tool on a group of people can feel super constricting. However, on the creative side, The benefit is that the artists want one place to find the feedback that they all need. So we suggest asking your team how they'd each prefer to give feedback and see if one or two solutions can help limit the differences in their preferences, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can't limit the tools, then have that consolidator person, that feedback supervisor role, also put all the notes together in one location after they've been received. So you can send that consolidation to the animation team. Right. It'll still accomplish the goal of artists being able to see things in one place and people being able to see, to give the feedback in the way that they need, as long as it's consolidated and and we're good to go on our side. Exactly. Okay. So having one tool helps you to see where there is conflicting feedback. It's kind of like a, a compass within the project. And that is super helpful. But doesn't actually get to the why. Why? Why? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I I agree with you. I think it's I think it's worth then maybe asking the question here, like, what should you really do to kind of avoid that sort of too many cooks situation in conflicting feedback? How do you deal with this process? The topmost tip is really to make your feedback clear and actionable. So what is actionable feedback? Actionable feedback clearly states to the creative team what to exactly do. Mm-hmm. It makes both the changes clear and what the result of those changes should be also clear, right? So even if you don't know exactly how the change will occur, you're still giving us, the creative team, a sense of what exactly you want the result to be. So mm-hmm. that's a little hard to explain if there are no examples. So here are a few actionable feedback examples. Please make the dance overall slightly faster so that the mammoth hits its mark on the downbeat of this soundtrack. <laughs> this is real feedback, by the way. That, that is true. That is real feedback. Uh, but does Speed make up, sense. slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speed up, slow down for the result to happen. Right. So here's another piece of feedback. His hand looks a little phallic when it's oh. in this specific pose. Mm-hmm. Can we change this specific pose so that it doesn't look like that during the animation? Also a real piece of feedback. That is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> you know, don't be don't be shy if like, you know, if your only description is might sound a little Nazi for work at times. It's okay. We understand. It happens. <laughs> it totally happens. Yeah. Um, here's one last one. These pens and pencils are great. Can we add two or more writing utensil varieties to increase the sense of diversity? So mm-hmm. in each of these examples, we're saying what happens as a result of the change. So it hits, you know, the mammoth hits its mark on the downbeat of this soundtrack. In the second example, it doesn't look so phallic during the animation. That's a pretty straightforward <laughs> one. But increase the sense of diversity. So you're trying to give us a sense of what you want the result to be because that your suggestion might not actually be the thing that we want to do to get that result. And I think I that's ask, kind yeah. of the, you know, creative challenge there. Yeah. And to kind of quickly go back to your point earlier, the earlier example that was like, you know, someone wants to make it red and somebody wants to make it green. If in those comments, they also provided the reasoning for why they wanted to change it other Mm -hmm. than just like a gut feeling, you know what I mean? Like then that would help to also justify the direction with which to go or the person, you know, they'll have to talk it out, but like having the reasoning behind will also just make it easier to resolve any of those conflicts that come about. Right. Make the ball red because of this resolution. So right, make the ball exactly. red because the, the ball is actually evil and it's trying to kill you in the scene. <laughs> yeah. Could be A anything. green ball is kind of, it's it's too happy. I don't know. Something. Something. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts of reasons. So, but keep in mind that your reasoning for a change should always tie back to the end goal of the piece, right? Yes. And I think that's it. That's all we yes. have in terms of tips. This is a short uh, hack. Thank you for listening and watching and interacting. If you if you are doing that, thank you so mm-hmm. much. We would love for you to do that some more. Um, if you want to hear more, we're on basically every single podcast platform in the world. We try. <laughs> basically. We try. <laughs> um, we're on YouTube as well. So please like, comment, subscribe. Give us your your tip coins. Your your. Nope, uh, nope. I was just gonna say we don't have NFTs and we don't have <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> We don't have any. So tip coins, for those of you who have not caught on, uh, is giving us a little tip. So it's like putting a dollar in the tip jar by Mm -hmm. hitting the like, comment, or subscribe button, wherever you are. 
whatever. Right. We don't, we, we do not actually want your money. Please don't. It does help <laughs> for visibility purposes. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. As always, we'll see you in the next episode. Sweet. Hack it up. A big thank you as always to eMedia for producing this podcast. Our producer is Jackson Foote. Our music is created by Hidden and licensed through premiumbeat.com. And as always, stay honest, stay creative, stay open, open pixel studios. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode.